1: Rides with influential women in sport. Voicemails from you, now it's in your court. Join in just to stalk raccoons. Do you like your Zwift Caps and fear those loons? So unpad your bras and stop that hiding and find out what happens if we were riding.
0: Hey, Sarah, did we surprise you with our special
1: guest? Yeah, I was not expecting... Not you,
0: to... <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. The thing is, is I like- do this... Every
2: time I'm in Victoria and you're recording the podcast is I'm like, hey, get out of the way, Sarah. I'm going to be the one. <laughs>
1: and it's funny every time. <laughs> every time.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's all Catherine every time. Yeah. So folks, we have I have Catherine Taylor here with me, who's our feisty chief of staff. And we've been doing some fairly intense planning. We're tired. We're, we're mentally tired. Mentally tired. We've also done a lot of CrossFit.
1: <laughs> oh, that's a good lift. I did
2: learn that Sarah Gross takes about two hours to do a workout that I do in about
1: 45 minutes. Seriously, Sarah, I just you're chit chatting with people too much, or? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> it. Exactly. I'm like, where is Sarah?
2: And they're like, Oh, she's in the other room talking. I'm like, Well, I'm done with all five sets of my squats.
1: I figured it's either that or TikTok making.
0: TikTok making. There was also that. Also comes in occasionally, but lately it's been more the socializing aspect.
1: Oh, we we all have our reasons for going to the gym. Catherine is strictly getting things done. Sarah's, you know, I don't feel like I ever told anyone that. I, yeah, that I was like approaching the gym when in a strict
0: get shit done fashion I mean I don't feel like that was. we something... approach things very differently
2: though because I'm like good German background you get places on time you are ready when something starts so the CrossFit box owner actually really likes it when I'm here because he's like oh Sarah's on time
0: <laughs> oh you show up late oh my yeah I do I do we have an understanding though <laughs> but that does not happen when I'm here well, um, anyway, like Sarah, it. I hear
1: that you're suffering from a little bit of pink eye over there. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Can you, can you actually see it? I don't know. Mm. Uh, so in the mornings I've been waking up and my eyelashes are crusted together and I have to like, kind of like slowly open my eyes so that the eyelashes don't rip. Um, yeah. It's totally disgusting. It started one eye. It moved to the other. Yesterday I had a presentation for class and beforehand, one of my classmates is looking at me. It's like, what's what's wrong with your eye? And I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, it's a little conjunctivitis action. She's like, oh, I thought it was like a triathlon thing.
0: And look, these <laughs> classmates now think everything that you do is a triathlon thing.
1: I should have been like, yeah, it's totally a triathlon thing. Crusty eye.
2: <laughs> <Cresty> I <laughs> I remember crusty eye. You just roll through a little crusty eye. <laughs> And then you're like, why aren't people in my class interested in doing triathlons?
1: <laughs> so I don't know what kind of mental scenario is going through her mind that she's like, yeah, that seems like, I don't know, a swimming thing. like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Something to do with your goggles, maybe. <laughs> Not with my disgusting child who goes to daycare. <laughs> Does your child have pink eye? No, no. Oh, Sarah. Yeah, it's all right. Mm.
0: Well, I'm sorry to hear that.
1: It's okay. It doesn't hurt or anything. It's just, I look like a, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to come across me in the street. You can't I, tell. Yeah, you can't tell the lighting's good.
0: I can't tell in the video. Yeah, did you get like a ring light just for this situation?
1: You're like- <laughs> <laughs> Sarah's gonna put me on her social media again. Better get a ring light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, it's it's the filter. I'm using a filter that like you know decreases the pink. Um, the yeah, yeah, pink
0: no. eye filter.
2: Well, the thing with pink eye is there's nothing you can do about it really except for it runs its course. Like you can get some drops, but but really can just run its course. I had it once. I was probably like maybe late 20s, early 30s, and I was at a conference, and there was this guy that I had liked forever at this conference. And he finally paid attention to me. Like he finally took notice and I wake up with the crusty eye and like the oozing. <laughs> and it was one of those situations. Like if you wear glasses, cause I wear contacts and if you wear glasses, but you are constantly wearing contacts, you don't have a cute pair of glasses necessarily that you wear. Like you have your old pair that they're oh, kind of yeah. crooked from laying and reading. And like the frames are way outdated. And that's all I had with me. And he was, it was like in a conference in Colorado and he's like, let's go sledding. And I was like, damn it. And my crooked glasses and my goopy eyes. We dated for a while.
1: <laughs> I hey! He, he in that look. But... <laughs> okay. Amazing. I was not expecting that. <laughs> you not expecting like a dating
0: story to come out of that. No, I
1: would have thought once he saw you with the goopy eye, I'd be like... Yeah, the, You should have told him it's a golf,
0: it's a triathlon thing. This was should, way before I did it. You should have been like, it's because I'm an athlete. Don't this you know? Way before I did triathlon. <laughs> I'm going to use that one next. Eddie Ailment. I'm just going to be like Eddie Ailment. Like, it's because I'm so fit.
1: You <laughs> know? <laughs> I'm coughing because I'm it's so fit. You know, I I had broken blood vessels in my eyes. Like, I don't yeah I think lifting maybe I'm trying to remember it was something sporting related
2: yeah interesting I've chipped a tooth lifting (laughs) (laughs) this is a question for you with workouts because I asked Sarah this at the gym and she's like this has never happened to me have you ever done intervals or something so hard that your ears pop no
1: no just blood vessels in my eyes. Apparently yeah.
2: <laughs> I've, done, I've done workouts so hard, like where my ears pop, but I think it's like, I don't know, maybe, maybe folks on this podcast can let us know if they've ever popped blood vessels, chipped a tooth or had their ears pop.
1: Wait, how did you chip a tooth lifting? Because like
2: when you're like, like trying to pull really heavy weights, see Sarah, you may not have ever gone this heavy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. Uh, I'm not a crossfitter. It's true. <laughs> you're you're a lot tougher than I am. <laughs> you were tough, Sarah. Just I mean... in a different way. <laughs> I actually,
2: looking back, I don't think it was like for, for what I can lift now. It wasn't that. It was probably like a hundred and ninety pound deadlift or something, which is not even like I can lift way more than that now. But I I would just like clamp down so hard when I was pulling, I chipped my tooth.
1: See, it's somehow a bar got involved in my imagination. No, but. no, no, no. Okay. Bar, okay. no. That's, no. That's way less interesting. Oh yeah. God, that's-, that's
2: way less interesting. I did almost knock myself unconscious. Oh, this did happen.
0: Sarah gave herself a concussion. on Monday. <laughs> Seriously? I didn't have a concussion, but I like made the stupid mistake of like bending down under the, the story we're going with is that I was trying to save a baby and Look, okay I, before she continues with this i just want
2: everyone to know that the baby was not on the ground it was in a person's arms that was standing off of the ground
0: okay so imagine this you know those big plates like it was a big 45 pound plate it's a pretty big one and it's rolling across the gym <laughs> it's rolling across the gym and there's a person a woman holding a baby not on with, the ground with her back to the rolling thing and so, and so I was like, well, that could like take her out by the legs, the baby. So I bent down to stop the rolling plate and just stood up straight into the barbell. Just the noise of it, like reverberating in her eyes. The gym. Yeah. Actually I do have a bit of a bump. Yeah. Yeah. But you saved the baby.
2: She did not save a baby. But
0: I mean, if we're going to tell <laughs> the story in a really honest way. The like there was no way this plate was going to take out this person it was moving so slowly and so I was actually making (laughs) a joke about saving and it like backfired so hard because I like
1: ended up almost knocking myself out (laughs) yeah you almost made a good joke (laughs) what's up you almost I'm, made a good joke. I almost I did Everybody made a good cho- Everybody That's missed commitment a joke. commitment to humor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> my humor was good, but the sound of my head crashing into the barbell detracted from the quality of the joke. That really, actually, did
2: stop the whole gym. It Did yeah. Who <laughs> checked to see if Sarah was okay? As she was holding my arm very tightly because I think it was very painful. Mm. <laughs> we've we've had a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I realized I brought no pants when I got here and Sarah got a concussion the first day. It's all been good. Wow. But you brought your dog. But I did bring my dog and I do need to go walk my dog. This isn't <laughs> so I'm gonna do that. See, I'm so good at transitions, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go do that. If you ever listen to Girls Gone Gravel, Christy and I talk about how we're the masters of transitions, but they're always really bad. Um, I'm gonna do that while you all finish this podcast.
1: <laughs> did I? Or did I not just set you up for it though? you you did you did but
2: when it's set up somebody has to take the okay all has right to walk that's through fair. the door that's <laughs> fair. like i do listen to your podcast a good bit and i will say you set sarah up for things quite often like when you're having a baby or you're racing an Ironman man and she doesn't
1: walk through the door really <laughs> but that's that's kind of fun She's like what huh does, does that happen somebody? yeah uh, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> we should have a secret cue like sarah you didn't pick it up <laughs> No, I like it. I love it. I love that about you. Yeah.
0: But <laughs> I'm like, whatever. I don't care about your setup. I'm talking about whatever I want to talk about. <laughs>
2: okay. But seriously, my dog has to be, So I'm going to go.
0: Okay. So Catherine's going to go and you're getting my wine too, right? Yes. I'm getting your wine. Okay. And hopefully you'll make
1: it back by the end of the show because we're hoping to do a little I rock because with you, let's do it. You have a whole bunch of time now to figure out why you rock. No pressure.
0: As a former pro triathlete who now does very amateur crossfitting for fun and is in perimenopause, meaning I can't count on my hormones to be consistent anymore, one of my main limitations is the speed at which I build muscle. It just doesn't come easily for me. I wanted to make sure I am actually getting the benefits of the little time I do have to work out. That's why Amino Co's Perform is the perfect product for me. It tastes good and I just sip on it before and during my workouts. The Aminoco's Perform formula has clean ingredients and is great for your everyday routine to help give your body the fuel it needs to perform at its best and recover faster and stronger from workouts. What's even better is that Amino Aminoco's Perform was created by former Harvard professor and world-renowned clinical researcher Dr. Wolf. As a competitive athlete, Dr. Wolf has completed 62 marathons in under 230 whoa, (laughs) and is still fueling his body with Perform at age 75. So if you are looking for a nutritional advantage when it comes to boosting your peak athletic performance, I recommend you give Perform a try. It's scientifically three times more effective on a gram for gram basis than any other protein source. To try it yourself and get 30% off, use the code RIDING, R-I-D-I-N-G, when you visit aminoco.com forward slash riding. That's A-M-I-N-O-C-O dot forward slash riding. talk about orca for a minute in 2018 orca approached me at the ironman world championships in kona and said hey we love what you are doing and we want to support women better so we are designing products specifically for women rather than just you know shrinking the men's products and we want your help that's me sarah and feisty media that they were asking for help from. Not only that, but I personally find that my Orca wetsuit is the best I've ever had for flexibility and buoyancy. And I definitely wish I had found it when I was racing pro. Fast forward four years and Orca has launched their new triathlon wetsuits and other gear designed specifically for women. I'm so proud to have been part of this process. So you can order your very own wetsuit and other fab products for 15% off using the code IRONWOMEN15 at orca.com that's iron women the name of one of our amazing triathlon podcasts iron women 1515 at orca.com the fastest path to living healthier longer starts inside Inside Tracker takes a personalized approach to health and longevity from the most trusted and relevant source, your body. It was created by experts in aging, genetics, and biometric data from Harvard, Tufts, and MIT. That's quite a list. Inside Tracker provides personalized health analysis and clear recommendations, plus an action plan on how to live healthier longer. When I do my Inside Tracker tests, I always use the mobile blood draw service. It's amazing because you can enjoy a premium lab experience in the comfort of your own home or your office. All you have to do is book a time that suits your schedule and they will come to you. The scheduling is easy and they send you text alerts so you'll get appointment updates and notifications when your Inside Tracker health analysis and custom action plan are ready to view. It's great for busy people who want to save time. So, if you want to try Inside Tracker's mobile blood draw service and find out what's going on inside your body for your health, go to insidetracker.com forward slash feisty and get 20% off today. That's insidetracker.com forward slash feisty.
1: All right now. Now that we got Catherine out of the way, now that we're alone, Sarah. <laughs> yeah, now that the triathletes are together, we can talk triathlon stuff. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Which is funny because our next segment, mm-hmm. talking about Kona stuff, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on. Well, yeah. So last week, last Wednesday, we all talked about the big announcement. We talked to Andrew. We had a grand old time. Mm-hmm um but i have been off the social medias so i do not know what's going on oh
0: interesting i don't know that much about what's going on either like i don't pay too much attention um someone sent me a really funny post from um on your left that that said (laughs) oppressed triathletes forced to race in the french Riviera." That's pretty awesome. Which I thought was pretty good. Um, <laughs> my my sense and like, you know, maybe maybe Jordan Blanco could send us in a, a, a voicemail about what's going on across the triathlon world, because I know she will know. But like my sense is that there's been a bit it's been a bit, bit of a mixed response. Like change is hard for people. So people kind of like almost like needed a minute right and of course everyone's immediately thinking about how it affects them first which makes sense like in particular the people who were like literally booked to go to a race that they can't race at like some of the guys um and then I think it's just been this big mix of like whether it's good for the women whether it's not whether it's good for the sport whether it's not so I haven't heard any like consistent kind of if you know what I mean, like consistent kind of group forming over one idea about why it's great or why it's terrible. Um, but I think like my, my question for you, and I, I kind of wondered this too, and I haven't talked to too many people, is like whether, and you could respond like as a pro woman, like, cause you've qualified, right? Yeah. Like as someone who's like actively racing yourself, or if you've, if you've heard or read something, which sounds like you haven't, but like, what's that, what is like your response From that perspective, like not from the sport, but like as a pro woman who will be racing in Kona and the women's only race and then potentially like racing in Nice the next year at a women's only race.
1: Ah, I think. My only concern is it's just going to feel like a shadow of its previous self. Hmm. The whole Kona experience won't have as much. I mean so much of the fun of it is just the chaos and all the people and you know the circus Mm -hmm. and maybe it's going to be a two-ring circus instead of a three-ring circus and Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing it's just gonna be a lot less chaotic probably so Mm -hmm. yeah
0: yeah do you think there's any concern that like about the industry support, like not just for the race, but for the pros and for how that all works and for like media having to go to both. I mean, we talked about this a little bit last week on the podcast, Mm -hmm. but do you think that maybe that's why there's been a bit of, I feel like there's been a bit of hesitation from the pro women. Um, I think there's like, there's a few sort of big wins for the pro women, which like one, one is like the fair race course. I think like not having, you know, the people who are catching up to the slower pro men and having the age group men catch like which has been just like this long time thing for the pro women that's been like in our race just people mixing in and just little I don't know what you call it like it adds in like a roll of the dice element to the race that like someone could get like be cycling with a bunch of guys and and it would be a better it would it would improve their race (laughs) um and so like I think there's that aspect for the pro women and I think it's Also, like, if you think about, like, there was no option to have, the option to have, like, a women's only day in Kona and then a men's only day in Kona was not available, right? So the option to keep everybody in Kona was actually to have the women's slots full stop going back to being about 25% of the field um, and then having that mixed in. So I think the the, having them mix, like, the unfair race course. um, So I think there is, like, a substantial win, Um, In that sense for the pro women, because I know a lot of people have talked about that for a long time, but I can understand the concern about like, it's already hard to make a living um, as a pro athlete. And like, how is the industry going to back this move?
1: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the next few years. So a lot of, a lot of the brands, as my understanding goes, the ones that really activate while they're there. They've already made reservations for Kona. They're already set. Uh, and chances are they're probably not going to change at this point. It's going to be interesting to see whether two years from now they really dial back their support for the race. Um, yeah, I, I would like to think that brands continue to see value in athletes racing at Kona um but if you have fewer people watching the race in person fewer other you know amateur athletes there at the islands at the same time uh will they see less value I I just I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know it's I think there's just so many questions right now um they have You know, a lot of companies, they already had their marketing budget set for the year. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden they have to figure out how they're going to support NICE as well. Um, Or if they even do. So, yeah.
0: And then I think the big telling here will be the next year when the women are in NICE.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm, yeah, that was a very much more concise way of saying what I was trying to get around to. And I think there's an interesting question there too, because a lot of the,
0: like, I think the European media will go to Nice. I think it's possible and someone could completely just tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think it's possible that if any media is less supportive of the women, that it might be the European media versus the North American. You know, like, I think when we were in, in, even in Kona this year, being in the. Like we had media passes and we were in the media room. I don't know if I've said this in the podcast before, but like we were in the media room in the hotel during the race, coming and going. It's very convenient because there's great air conditioning. Um, <laughs> but like the there were there was more media there on Saturday, um, not by a lot, but I'd say fifteen percent. Like they had to hmm. add an extra table, hmm. um, and I think a lot of those were um, European media teams. Some of them might have been teams like following a specific athlete, so it wasn't like triathlon magazine. Deutsch. (laughs) I don't even know if that's a thing. I just to say that up is like not following the women's race and following the men's. It's not the, I don't think it's the big, um, like outlets or, uh, magazines, but I think it's the, I think it's like that, you know, there might be more male pro athletes who have a media team, say of like two or three people, typically men. (laughs) <laughs> There's hardly any women in the media room. I know I talked about that, but like following them through the through Kona Week. And, and that's because more of those pro athletes either can afford it or, or who have groups willing to support that or sponsors supporting that. Um, so I think there is like it, it'll be interesting. I think that will be interesting to see. Um, but it's a wait and see situation. But
1: totally. I I just I don't want to make um, yeah, I don't want to project anything mm-hmm. at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then also also my brain is totally full of schoolwork. So So I you're like, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let me think about it in September. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: And like, I will tell you that like, you know, like I have been asked my opinion about this ahead of time. Mm. Right. So like I knew and had like time to process. Right. Which is why like when the announcement was made, I was able to say, no, like I, I think this is a good thing. Like overall, it's a good thing. there are some downsides here they are you know and but overall I see it as a good thing partially because it's like it's like they did not like Iron Man and Andrew Messick did not have an option of keeping the two days right so it's like take that off the table it's like yeah sure that would have been the best thing right (laughs) like for sure but not having that and then from what like from what he was telling me it's like if we'd gone back to the one day, like I said, it would have gone back to the proportional slots, Um, this proportional allocation of the slots, which makes the women like 25 to 28% of the field. I, you know, everyone knows I didn't like that. Right. And I don't think that's great. I don't think it's a great way to support the sport, but then on the flip side, imagine how many men would not get spots. If you suddenly had a one day Kona with, I don't know how many people they have now, like, 2500 or so and like the men had 50 percent. so the men's slots would would actually have less the men in total would actually have less slots than ever before right when they've promised a two-day thing where the men are actually getting more slots the moment the women would be getting way more slots but the men were still getting more slots and had they had already given away slots at races as if there's a full day of of men's and women's only races. so it's like that's very complicated right and these are the options so you give me these options then it's like given that those were the only two options that were rising to, I don't know. There were probably other options in the mix. I don't know what they were, but like those were the two that were rising to the top. And I'm like, the obvious choice is to let more women race and try to figure out like a rotating world championship. Um, So that's why I felt like, okay, we'll see what happens, but that's the option.
1: Yeah. I mean, like we talked about last week, they were faced with a pretty, impossible choice once Mm -hmm. the island says you can't have two days that really narrows what you can do (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally
0: especially when you've promised two days
1: yeah you can't you can't get rid of Kona I think it's it's too big a part of the Ironman brand um if you've removed Kona yeah it's what's good for Ironman is good for the sport and ultimately that's what I care about Mm. Yeah. Great. Okay. Uh-huh. Not everything that's good for Iron Man is good for the sport. But, <laughs> it can't be, but yes. But them sense. them not folding. Yeah. Is good for the sport. <laughs> and continuing to to grow and
0: yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you. Um, cool. Okay. And you mentioned before we started recording that Ben's doing a little bit of coaching.
1: Oh yeah. So, we were just talking about this over dinner. And he's going to start doing some online coaching. Uh, he's done a bit in the past. But we were trying to figure out okay, first of all, run coaching, we have talked about this part in the past. People do runners do not want to pay for coaching,
0: right? It's a, it's an amateur sport quote unquote there.
1: Yeah, it's it's <laughs> not like triathlon where people are like, okay, I'm I'm kind of serious about this like I'm signed up for an Ironman. I should probably have a coach. Um, it's just built to our culture, it's a little different for running. So we were talking about okay. Well, one of the 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 really annoying things I think would be as a coach to get somebody who says, "All right, there's there's a marathon three months from now. I'll I'll sign up to get coached until then, and then the day after the marathon, you won't be coaching me anymore." And then, like six months down the road, I might email you again, and be like, "Hey, how about this other race? How about you coach me for it?" Mm-hmm. And it's twofold. One, like every time you do that stop start, um like it's a disruption to like trying to figure out your work balance and trying to get up to speed with where that person is. But then you're also not bu- building the consistency um because, as we know, endurance sport, like you, it's all about hard work over time. Like it's, it's having that consistency. So when I first started with my current coach, basically it's like, you know, you essentially have to commit for at least two years because it's the second year we're going to see improvement. Um, like that's where we're really going to see something, uh, like a big improvement shift. Like mm-hmm. the first year, if you get better, that's great, but it's, you know, you need, we need to work together for enough time to see results. Um, So how would you structure to like, you know, payments or whatever, like, how would you pitch it to potential clients if you're a coach to kind of encourage them to sign up for a year program? Right.
0: Um, Interesting. Okay. So I have a slightly different perspective on this now, because I am actually an amateur athlete now. Right. Mm. And I don't do um, like I generally don't compete if I go to a CrossFit competition, it's for fun. Um, and like how sport fits in my life is completely different. And, and this used to be a challenge when I was a triathlon coach too, is that like people would take an off season and I would generally give them like, say a month off from their coaching fee, you know? Um, and I had a few people say to me, like a few athletes say to me, no, 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 I'll pay you during the month. Like, that doesn't make any sense for you to not have income. Like, these are people who are super switched on, but then I can't let them do that because not everyone is doing it. Mm. Right. But it did make for this weird time where you'd have, like, people were taking their off-season break, like, around September, October, typically, or sometimes at the end of the year. And so you have this, like, time period in which you um, don't have as many, as much money coming in the door.
1: Right.
0: Um, So you'd always have to plan for that. But I think, like, I think it's very normal for someone who would be like a casual runner to like train up for a race, but then potentially in between like not need a coach because they're just like an active person and they might go to the gym or they might do other things. So like, I think there's that person. Right. But that, like you said, in your case, like where your coach is like, okay, we're going to get the best results in over two years. Right. Like if you have a performance athlete, then that person should be coached through. Right. And I think that's the, like, to me that's the argument because that's a, like that's a performance athlete so it's better for the athlete like it's not it's not only better for the coach's income <laughs> right but it's also and like the consistency for the coach but it's also good for the consistency for the athlete so it's like where that when that person crosses the line to being like a lifer or whatever <laughs> if you will or it has like long term goals in whatever sport they're in then i think like it's probably on the coach to like convince them that like that consistency that they'll get is going to benefit them. Um so that's what I think that that's the conversation I think they should be having with the coach.
1: Yeah. So I'm I I want to feel out whether my suggestion to Ben tracks with you. Oh okay. Oh good you have a suggestion too. Okay. So basically I suggested that like it should be a tiered um you know, financial structure. So if you want like to do a month-to-month program, it's going to cost you a little bit more than if you commit to a six-month program. Mm -hmm. A six-month program will cost a little bit more per month than if you commit to a 12-month program. Um, Where it's, you both understand our setting expectations at the start Mm -hmm. of, okay, you want to do month-to-month because you want to get ready for this race. Totally get it, but on the coaching side, it takes you a little bit more work because so much of that work is at the start of the coaching relationship where you're getting to know them. yeah, 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 like it it, it really is like at this point with my coach, we don't have to talk in the phone or message or anything because we know each other well enough. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely the first few months, there were more conversations on the phone he had to kind of understand the way I, I operated. Um, So just thinking in terms of like how much work it is for the coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What's, what do you think? Is that, is that a. It's really interesting. Cause like when you're t- telling me the theory behind
0: it, I'm like, Oh yeah. Like I'm with you. Right. Yeah. And, okay. And, but like my gut was like literally the opposite. Oh, if interesting. we're talking about like a financial structure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was sort of like potentially once once I realized you were asking me for a, for a like a structure and a financial structure rather than like my theoretical idea about consistency and who the athlete is. But like the um like it could be beginner, almost like you wouldn't call it this, but like a beginner athlete versus an intermediate athlete versus a more advanced athlete, right? So I was thinking of it almost swapped. So the person who is just trying to Perhaps run their first half marathon, right? Like that person, if they have limited experience, can just, like they can just, I can almost use like any program, right? They don't need as much in depth, like, tr- they don't need like a full on nutrition plan. <laughs> they don't need, you know, like they don't need the support, the recovery support. They might be running like four days a week, right? Like you can, um, it's a, it's a, it's a easier lift right? But then like, maybe once they're a high level athlete, they like pay a bit more because they're actually, because they're actually getting more.
1: Not necessarily. So I think, I think it really depends on the individual. So you'll get somebody who walks to the door, has never done any sort of running before, and they're super easy. They're just happy with like that basic program, but you'll also get the beginner who wants to ask, a question about every single thing. Yeah. So where they're texting mm-hmm. you nonstop because they want to know like what they should eat for breakfast, which shoes they should wear, like, you know, everything, every little detail because they know nothing.
0: Right. So okay, I take your yeah. point here. Yeah. Maybe I've just, yeah. and And I've seen triathlon coaches do this before. Mm. It's like tiered level coaching like you get and how much access to actually the coach's time you get will go up. During So if you're getting like a program only, say like with, you'd still get responses to the program that are about you specifically as an athlete, but they're just like reading a Training Peaks plan and responding to the Training Peaks plan kind of thing. Like you're writing it and then someone's writing how they feel, the coach is reading it and carrying on, right? Versus like you might, if you're getting like a once a month phone call or a once a week phone call or those things, which like honestly... That's funny because I've seen a lot of coaches do that. And like, that kind of gets funny too. Like, I understand why it's difficult. Cause it's like, now I get my once a week phone call. Like, I don't need it this week or I needed 12 phone calls last week <laughs> or whatever. Like, um, so it's pretty hard to police and weird if you do, especially if you're coaching someone properly.
1: But also like you said it, I mean, I mean, there's, there's just so much variability. There is over the course of the time you're working with somebody. What about
0: something like this? Okay.
1: I love how we're working through this in real time. Like yeah, (laughs) because we need to solve this problem. What about like a sliding
0: scale model? Like where you like, you tell the person like, okay, this costs, like my coaching costs between like 150 and $400 a month, right? Like that's the cost of my coaching. And then you talk to the person about what they think they need. You commit to like, three months or six months at a certain price point. Right. But then you're like, you know, ahead of time, like we're going to discuss this. Like if you need more than this, we'll talk about it. If you need less, we'll talk about it. Right. And you could even scale in a little bit of like, depending on there. So you can still help someone say someone needs a lot of help, but they are, they don't have a high paying job. Like you could still, um, scale it a little bit so that you're helping them out too. If you, if someone wanted to do that.
1: So I, I did suggest that he should have a couple spots for runners who can't afford as much, because I think that's just important. Um, mm-hmm. and either coaching them based on what they can afford or for free. Um, cause I, I think every, you know, a lot of coaches are happy to do that because they recognize that they want to help with development and, um, access. But so what, what, he has said is that he's uh Ben has had people reach out for coaching and because he doesn't have like a a published rate, they will have a long conversation and finally get around to the how much are you gonna charge thing? And then like you know, he was asking for very little. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, yeah no, because they basically want free coaching. Um, um they they really thought that Ben like Ben was going to coach them for free runners are super cheap um yeah yeah no it was it was insane uh imagine that's like okay
0: who would be like so Ben was like what fourth in the U.S. at the 10,000 meters is that approximately yeah Yeah. very recent times yeah so like okay so then you like who would be fourth like you know what I mean like if you picked yeah if you went to like someone who was like the alternate for the Olympic games for triathlon and we're like, that person would probably be like a well-known triathlon in our circles, triathlete, sorry, in our circles. And then you would go, Hey, do you want to coach me for free?
1: Yeah. Well, cause what, what they said is, well, you don't, you don't really coach anybody in this. I would be good practice for you. Um, you know, you could use me as basically an experiment and he's like, no, that's thanks, but no thanks. So basically what he learned was that, and this happens a few few times, um, not everybody's saying for free, uh, but below what you would want to charge or they wanted to pay. Um, I think the question is how much time, how much is a coach's time worth? And if you have somebody who, you know, cold calls a coach and you spend an hour on the phone and at the end you pitch what your rate is and they just flat out say no. Um, my guess is that would happen a lot if you mm-hmm. don't have something published on a website. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I
0: think, yeah. So, okay. So to add to your uh, uh, to your thoughts about the sliding scale model, maybe you publish a sliding scale model. So if you're like, my rates include, my rates start at like whatever a month and go up to this. Right. And then you can even give an idea about like some of the things that might be included in like a higher or lower level so that someone is not like completely caught off guard and they know like, or you could even put like, let's say, I don't know what the bottom level is in running, but it sounds like it's cheaper than triathlon. So let's like, say it's a hundred dollars a month. instead of it. right? Then you like, you write with the hundred dollars a month package includes. Right. So then when the person's like, expecting more wanting more you've you've set up a starting point like you just said but I think you can set it up still on a website without you don't it's not like nothing exists in in the interwebs
1: right yeah no it's it's interesting I would love to hear from any listeners whether you have been an athlete who has hired a coach and have some insight into this or you are a coach yeah let us let us know your thoughts
0: I was just thinking about my um, yeah about my experience with this and like cuz i charged um like a standard rate typically for coaching and it it did end up being the case that like some everybody was paying the same amount but some people ended up with a lot more in terms of what they needed which didn't necessarily mean that they had better races or they like because they needed a lot more support because of their personality or whatever and then other people would just follow the program and <laughs> It would go well because consistency, like you said, like consistency is everything. Um, But I did. I never knew what to do about that, right? Because you can't. It's it's hard then retrospectively to go well. This person's because that's just what that person needs. Um, Yeah,
1: I kind I kind of like the the flat rate, except for a couple of exceptions.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or some people will choose like some people will choose a higher level of coaching if they want that. Um, but some people will choose a lower level and absolutely expect the higher level. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, I, can you hear Belle whining in the background? Hi, Belle. So Belle has returned, so I'm assuming that means Catherine's come back too. So let's take a little break and see if we can find her.
1: Catherine, you made it back. <laughs> I'm back. Welcome. How much wine did you get? A couple bottles. Come <laughs> on. My last night here, got to celebrate. Back
2: to your, the lands of pants. Back to pants. I've been wearing the same pair of sweatpants for four days because it wasn't even that I didn't bring, like, pa- I did. I wore sweatpants here because I was re- riding the ferry in, in my car, and it was a Sunday. So anyway,
0: I it. was totally up for the pants shopping trip. No, you weren't. You're like, we're not going pants shopping well, I so tonight. That night, like the next day. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, why don't you a little? I rock because, um, Sarah, do you want to kick us off? <laughs> no, hey, I can kick us off.
2: Okay, oh, I rock because I have made I I will have made it five days in Victoria with one pair of sweatpants. That's pretty good, and I made two outfits out of it. That's yeah. not just that I she did. Have, did, have you did washed
1: pull. them?
0: No, no, but I had to wear them every day. To be fair, she put we were, she wore one of her pairs of um tights like for the gym leggings, what do you call those things? leggings leggings for the gym with, as an outfit and it looked very nice on her with
1: a with a white um turtleneck sweater and it boots
0: nice and boots. yeah.
1: wait so are you saying that you've actually been other places beyond, you know working and we've been at the office every day, which the office
2: at at that the feisty office that we're in is very like, it's very fashionable. People oh. are very
0: fashionable. People are, like, we're casual and like we sit yeah. on the floor and like people always comment about it and we have our sofas, but like the co-working space that we're in, people look, tend to look nice or like semi nice. They're not yeah. a bunch of athletes. They're like professionals coming to work. They're like,
2: yeah.
1: Okay. So I rock because I took advantage of some Black Friday sales to start dressing less like a kindergartner. Um, And like, I, I'm trying to improve the way I dress. So that's why I rock. What? Okay. I don't really like, because I only see like you, your shoulders, like
0: in the evening when wearing a hoodie is a perfectly normal thing to do. But like, what kind of
1: items did you purchase? Is this as part of this? I don't know. Like some sweaters you know mm-hmm. things that sweaters <laughs> what, do you,
2: what do you normally wear
1: when you go to class <laughs> i've been in- upgrading my wardrobe in part because i was getting tired of the few things that i have that aren't like sweatpants and hoodies and like you know, sponsored T-shirts. I was gonna say, so you're
2: saying you don't go to class in like a specialized sweatshirt with your Iron Man backpack? And no, your...
1: no, I try to look like a civilian. <laughs> I <to> look like <laughs> yes.
2: You put like on civvies. <laughs> I got it. Well, because a PhD program is different than undergrad. You don't just roll out in your pajama bottoms. No, no,
1: no. You, you I, have I, a
2: level I, of professionalism.
1: I, yeah. Well, I try to. um, And I am now going to look slightly more professional.
0: Yeah. Nice. And do you what do you wear this these these sweaters with? Do you have jeans also?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just bought a second pair oh, of yes. jeans. That, a second pair. Well, so I went many years without buying jeans, and all of my jeans are basically out of style. So I only wear the pair of jeans that I know aren't like really out of style. Because, like, I have skinny jeans. That are long out of style. I have like boot cut jeans that are long out of style. Who cuts back though it you is pull the boot- yeah, you can pull okay. the boot cuts back in. Yeah. okay, all right. but I just <laughs> I, I don't know if up- taking <laughs>
0: fashion advice from me is a great idea, but i I do think that they they're I'm wearing bootcut right now that I bought recently.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. well, now I can go back I can go back through my jeans and see yeah. like I can expand beyond my one pair of jeans.
0: I find fashions like moving very quickly right now. Mm -hmm. So like trends used to last like multiple years. Right. Right. But like things like, I feel like the high-waisted thing came and went in like three years max. Yeah. Right. Like, whereas like the, the kind of like low rise boot ones were like a decade. Yeah. You know, like it's just moving so quickly. So if if I'm figuring out, I'm just going to keep all of them and it's just going to turn over like in three more years, I'm going to be back to the high-waisted and I'll be like, good thing. I kept them all. That's my theory. I like it. I, like I feel it. like
2: I've hit that stage in life where I'm like, don't look that fashionable anymore, and don't care. I, I feel judged by the young ones at the office.
1: I have never looked fashionable. I've never cared. Actually, that's not true because I cared enough to buy a few things that aren't sweatpants. Uh,
0: yeah. Oh, so okay, here's what I'll I care say. A little
1: bit. A little yeah, bit.
0: Yeah. I like. I actually like just feeling good in my clothes. Mm. So, like, wh- whatever that means. You know, I, and I tend to like move things on if I don't feel good at them. Um, that's my line. That's a good so. way to, that's a good way to look at it. Um, mm-hmm.
2: Since we're on a fashion kit, can I tell one more funny Sarah story? Sure, <laughs> telling gives, story It gives Sarah. me longer to think of a wire off. So <laughs> Sunday when I got here, it was quite cold and, uh, and we were, I came in, you know, Sarah like had a little pair of capris on and we were going to walk to dinner, which isn't far, but if you've ever been around me and Sarah, like I'm typically hot and she's typically freezing. Um, and so I was like, are you going to wear those pants? I think you're going to be cold. Like I'm your mom. And she's like, no, I'm going to put jeans on. So she takes her capris off, goes upstairs, puts jeans on that have giant holes from the knee to the thigh. <laughs> and, are, and down at the bottom of them, I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's better. That's awesome. like They're not little, like little tears. They're like, <laughs> Like you can see her whole thigh.
1: Freezy. <laughs> In my defense, I didn't have any other clean jeans. So you should look like a <laughs> anyway,
2: I'm done telling Sarah stories now. Oh There's no,
0: I want more. <laughs> okay. I'm glad I had that extra time because I'm going to say like I rock because Catherine's dog Belle befriended me and I just feel like very special about this. So like Belle is like, Belle has literally bitten, like not bitten, but she, she did, snapped, not bite, anybody did not on bite, team. did not bite, snapped at <laughs> several members of our team last <laughs> month Because they touched her belly. Yeah, she's like, she's just like, she's a friendly dog, but she chooses you. You don't choose her. She's a
1: rescue. So she has.
0: That okay, she's like an asshole, or- Okay, she's an okay. Asshole. <laughs> A little bit, <laughs> but-
1: selectively. She's selectively assholy.
0: Yeah. But like we made so much progress on this, me and Val together made so much progress on this trip that she like I, I swear she was like wanting to get like like sexy with me the other day. <laughs> like, Whoa. Well, she I was like, I think she's gonna hump you. Yeah. She I was like already vibing it. And then Catherine did too. And then she started to like pull the covers off me on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Which is really just She's trying to dominate you, not. (laughs) Well, listen, you're closer. That's all I know. That's the (laughs) (laughs) takeaway. Belle and I have made progress. I feel like your podcast graphic for next week has to be that picture of you and Belle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're besties now. Anyway, so I'm kind of proud of that. So
1: I I guess I'm proud. I don't know. (laughs) I don't feel super emotionally invested in your relationship with her, but I'm happy for you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happier that we got a little extra Catherine action uh, on the podcast. Thank you for listening to another week of If We are Riding. And we hope that you have some nice pants, some nice jeans in the closet that you can rescue and work into your rotation. My time, my time. None of you people can tell me to stop. My town, my crown. We know what it takes to be reaching the top. We reaching the top, we reaching the top We know what it takes to be reaching the top